Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I'm Brian, here with you. The last work week of 2018 for me. I cannot be happier to be speaking with you all this week. A big, big, big cast today, because this is the first for No Beer Left Behind, and I think probably in podcast history this has never been done. We have an international podcast. Frank, not in Austin tonight. Frank... Fresh live from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I uh, did learn my lesson. We are on take two here. Yes. For perfect clarity for the cast. <laughs> um, take one involved me bragging about the internet speed down here. And I shall, uh, shall never do that again. So, yeah, I'm in the Dominican Republic. If I shit the bed, um, it's going to be because... The internet down here isn't quite up to speed yet mm. with the rest of the world. But so, it sounds decent, and you're able to, uh, to to grace our eardrums with your sultry voice. So we appreciate that. No, thanks, Brian. It's definitely it's one of the honors of my life. Really. Well, thank you for letting us <laughs> be that. For this is weird. This is weird as shit now. So uh, I want to get into what you're drinking tonight because I can, like when you <clears throat> when you brought up that hey I might be able to join from the DR I was like oh, cool that'd be kind of cool we can talk about the international part of the cast and like you trip if something went weird or whatever that'd be fun and then you you bragged you bragged by holding up what you're drinking to the camera and I got legit jealous like I I don't know you know how you, people talk about FOMO. Like, I felt mm-hmm. it so hard when I saw what you're drinking. Tell the people what you're sipping on this evening. Well, if ever you come to the Dominican, um, there's only... Okay, so in the, in the world of light beer, very rarely is there, like, a respectable choice. If you're ever going to have a light beer, right? They just don't exist. But in that world, there is one beer that dominates them all. And that's speaking from a person who's really only had American light beer. So if you've got other suggestions <laughs> and you can ship them, <coughs> please do tell. But the Dominicans got a beer called Presidente. Um, they have a version of that called Presidente Light. And if you can have a Presidente Light that is very cold on a hot Dominican day, which is like every day, every day yeah. um, you are going to be having... Probably the best beer for a light pilsner that I've ever had. Um, so, so it's beautiful. My first experience with that beer was in the hotel like lobby bar uh, for your wedding a few years back. Was it four yep. years ago now? And yeah, we're almost pushing five now. Yeah, we're coming up on the old five year mark. And. Um, we, you, you had been talking this beer up, and I don't know if you, the listeners at home, uh, y'all, I feel like y'all know me now. I can be honest with you. I didn't want to like it because I'm like Frank. Okay, all right, this beer is fucking. It's just going to be okay at best. 
but then he handed it to me, and I had to apologize because the beer was so damn good. So you hear people talk about Yingling uh, as an American craft oh, lager. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, Yingling is fantastic. It's a, it's a good f- beer, but the I mean, first this... time, the first time I had, let me finish. Let can I finish? Sorry. Can I finish? Yeah. Go so ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Y- Yingling, the first time I had it, it was really, really good, and I didn't want to like it. I was like, these fucking Pennsylvania yokels don't know what the hell they're talking about. Is really good. Yingling light, really, really good. Yingling black and tan. Everybody sit the fuck down. That beer is goddamn amazing. But it's because it's really rare that you get a hold of a really fresh, well-made craft lager. And uh, Presidente is a really fresh... I mean, when you're drinking in the DR, like it's made there on the island. Like <laughs> It's not shipped anywhere. Uh, it, it's like driven from the brewery to wherever it is that you're drinking it. And it's really damn good. The water is perfect for the style of beer that they're making. Yep. I'm sure they treat the shit out of it, but it's amazing what they do with it. The hops that they use are like old world hops, but they're really, really well, they're they're really well selected. And the beer is just fucking great. And then I tried the Presidente Light and I was like, okay, I'm expecting an adjuncty lager. It's got adjuncts in it, but it ain't got, it doesn't have corn syrup. (laughs) It doesn't have uh, flaked rice. I don't know what the fuck it's got in it, but it's goddamn amazing. If it does have flaked rice and corn syrup in it, fuck it. It's amazing. Uh, the American light beers need to take hold of what the hell they're doing and make that shit. It is... Absolutely. It is the Caribbean in a fucking bottle. Like, it is everywhere. It's Miami. Like, I, dude, as soon as I tasted it, I was like, dude, I, we, we are flying back into Miami, and I was looking for the beer in the in the airport. We're, like, rushing through... Customs and I'm like I just want to find it on draft somewhere, man. I just want to fucking drink it. It is so good. No, it's quite literally. It, we are not in the DR until an ice cold Presidente gets cracked. It just is what it is. The beer is you know, amazing. Like, there's no, yeah. There's no. There's no. No messing about with that. Um. See, so yeah, I'll be having that, and then there's a. And Brian, I don't know if you want to look up some stuff about this beer, but I found a Caney, C-A-N-E-Y, blonde. Um, it says cuvee, so I'm not sure if that's like a brute blonde or what that actually uh, means. They but can just uh, it could mean a blend of beers, uh, but since there's no standard of beer words, you just fucking throw it on there because it looks cool. But it's from Elkin, uh, Belgium. So I have it on good word that that is it's straight from Belgium. It was like brought here on a plane. So I'll be trying that, and then if all goes well and the cast is still alive, there's a Matilda Belgian style ale at the back of it with Britannomyces um, hops from Goose Island. Well, Britannomyces is not a hop. Okay, Britannomyces, whatever. <laughs> uh, Matilda is a uh, it's a Brett uh, Brett Blondale or a uh, Belgian Golden Strong made with Britannomyces or whatever you want to fucking mm. call it. It's a real it's a, mm. it's a mind fuck on its own, and it's called Cini C I N E Y, but it's really tough to understand that because they put a fucking tower for the I on the on the label that you're talking about. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. 
I no yeah. one no, Belgium doesn't ask people when they uh decide to So is is so I know you've got your own ratings mm-hmm. when you look at like untapped and whatnot. Yeah. It looks like they have a lot of unique ratings on here. Like damn near thirty thousand unique taste that, things. Yeah, that number so it's interesting you bring that up. So untapped, if you look at it, it gives you uh two side by side. You have total number of ratings and then the total unique ratings. So I use that as like a kind of a caliber for how many times are people drinking this beer and like checking into it. So for American beers where untapped is a thing that people do often, um, the more spread out those numbers are, the like more the higher quality that beer is. For this one, I wouldn't look at the differential too much because it's probably not getting out of Belgium too often. So people are probably trying it once, and that's all they can get a hold of it. Yeah. Um, but if you look at, like, Goose Island 312, there's probably going to be an ass-ton of unique ratings and, like, double or triple the number of total ratings. So Okay. Um, this one's got 28,000 unique ratings for a total of 3.44 out of 5. So not too bad. Not too bad. And it was added in 2010. So this brewery, uh, brewery Alken Mice, Alken Maze, Alken, whatever. I don't have my glasses on. but um, I'm trying to read it. Hold on. It's, what's the problem with Elken, these fucking labels from Belgium? El- Alken Mice. A-L-K-E-N-M-A-E-S. I'm sure that's probably, yeah. in Belgium, I- it's pronounced... Uh, um, Clay Aiken Moses, because they just Brian. Brian, shit. what? If I brought you this bottle, mm-hmm. you would not see Elkin Wise or whatever Elkin Mice. one time. You would not see it. It's no, they don't. Like, well, it's Belgium. Actually, hold on. It's in the address. That's the only place you see it. This is also a macro brewery, so this is a large production facility. What is considered? Right. A, it's part of the Carlsberg Group. Oh shit! It's a subsidy. It's a it's a Heineken brewery, Frank. Well, I'm gonna try it. and I'm gonna tell you what it tastes like, Brian. <laughs> it would be. I, I can tell you right now, just from looking at it and know, like, kind of getting a feel for what's going on with that label and what I know about this brewery and their connection to Heineken. It is going to be um, the Heineken version of Lef, <laughs> Lef Blonde. And okay. So, I mean, it's still probably going to be pretty damn good, but... I'm very excited. Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited. That was one of the fun things, uh, fun fun times that I had in the DR was, um, one, drinking unbelievably cheap, good rum. Uh, Brugal was like damn near $10 a bottle <laughs> down there, or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was some ridiculously cheap price. Um. And then all the different kinds of beers that uh, are down there that may not be in other parts of, uh, like, uh, basically America. Because some of the stuff wasn't even in uh, Mexico when I went to uh, when I went down there. So, and you're getting stuff from, like, Costa Rica, Central, other parts of Central America will show up in the DR. It was pretty damn good. I was impressed with their little beer selection. Yeah, I think the... So... They're, the craft beer revolution hasn't quite hit down here yet. They're all still drinking good Pilsners, locally made. 
So I think once craft beer moves towards like loggers and pilsners, that's when you're really going to have an opportunity to come into the spot because there's no one. Well, let's not say no one. Very few people in their right mind are going to go, yeah, I'd love a uh, New England IPA when it's 95 degrees outside. Yeah. So um, same with stouts. Like most people kind of back away from those beers. You know what's wild? One of the best-selling beers in Jamaica is Guinness Extra Stout. (laughs) Well, but that's for a very good reason. It's a very, very clean kind of finish right so it's it's so low got low alcohol no 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 not draft you're not i'm not talking about guinness draft my 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 go-to i'm talking guinness extra stout extra stout the and down there their extra stout is what we sell here in america as foreign extra stout so it's 7.2 percent alcohol and the 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 connection there is (laughs) well twofold uh one it is uh a high alcohol beer so they can drink it and get to where they need to go um but two uh, they also advertise the shit out of that beer to like people who live in Jamaica. <laughs> it's wild mm. that the second largest Guinness brewery, and this is this is Guinness is really good about doing this to like pr- promote their product to the people who live in these countries, not the people who travel to these countries, but the people who live in these countries. So Red Stripe is ja- the official beer of Jamaica. But it's not what Jamaicans yeah. drink. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> like, sure, Jamaicans will drink Red Stripe. That's cool. But they'll drink the fuck out of Guinness Extra Stout. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> second. Did you know where the second largest Guinness brewery is in the world? No. It's in North Africa. <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, Guinness is. Uh, I think the best-selling beer in Africa uh, as like a, as a total continent. It sells more. The only uh, only place outside of Ireland that sells more Guinness is, uh, like the the northern and western countries in Africa. Forget like exactly what the stat is, but it's insanity. Jesus, and it's so I'd, I'd never heard that because that I mean, I think most people would believe. Well, Guinness has a. They've got a brewery up in like North Carolina or something now, don't they? Uh, they opened a pilot brewery in Maryland, and they have a, okay. a large production facility in Canada. But they only produce Guinness uh, Extra Stout in the Canada facility, and the stuff okay. that they produce in the Maryland brew house is just um, R and D for the actual brew pub there, and then the what they call the Brewmaster series. So like Guinness Blonde and a few other. Smaller run and the American projects. Lager and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the Guinness Blonde. That's what they call it. It's the American yeah. Lager. So yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, and again, Guinness is my. That's my nerd out. <laughs> I do. I I like Guinness a lot. I mean, their their beers are so consistent. There's no. Yeah, there's no hating any sort of Guinness branded no, product. I will fucking fight someone who talks shit on Guinness. <laughs> I will fucking throw down. I'll look at Mrs. Brian. I'm like, I'm going to jail tonight, baby. And we will go to town. Um, Bring it. Yeah. Uh, Frank, um, thank you for asking me what I'm drinking this evening. I am actually drinking a Firestone Walker beer. Ooh. It is uh, part of their vintage collection. They're what they used to call the proprietor series. Uh, this is the 2000 or the 2018 version of Sukaba, the barrel-aged barley wine, because barley wine is life. God, this beer is so good. It's been a while since I've gotten my hands on it, but I was able to score a bottle on Black Friday. 
when I was buying Goose Island <laughs> bourbon mm. candy stout. They had this and uh, Velvet Merkin and 20th anniversary Firestone Walker, all or 21st anniversary. I don't remember one of them, all for sale. And my bank account told me I can only buy one of those, so I bought the one that I thought would move the needle the most for me, and I bought Sukaba. Okay. How do you like it? I freaking love it. I there. I mean, awesome. it's a it's an American barley wine. So okay. um, double DBA is their English barley wine, and they don't. I don't believe they make that anymore, and it bums me out. I actually shared the last bottle that I had. I had with you down at the uh, at the at the horse trailer. Yep. Um, then that was that was the last year they made it uh, a straight varietal or a straight uh, small run. Um, I think they may have done some in like rum barrels or finished it with blended it with something else, but that was the last time that double DBA came to North Texas. So we just have to settle for Sukaba, which is fine with me. Um, fun story about Sukaba. <laughs> right. <laughs> fun story about Sukaba though. Uh, Sukaba was not the original name of this beer. Original name of this beer was Abacus. And, uh, in 2011, they received uh, Firestone Walker received an old cease and desist from uh, ZD Wines LLC in California because they too had a beer or had a wine. I'm sorry, had a wine named Abacus. Okay. So Firestone was like, all right, fuck this then. <laughs> Just spell it backwards, and they came up with Sukaba. They were just like, well, we're just gonna, well, we're gonna keep the name because we like it, and uh, we'll just read it in a mirror, and that'll make us happy. You can all suck it. So, okay, so I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> hey, they're overcoming adversity, is what that is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could have just like thought of another kind of different, slightly different name, didn't? Have to, like... This is 2011 in the beer world. Like the bubble was blowing up. They were just like, "Fuck it, we don't have time for this. We gotta, we gotta turn this thing out quick." Um, but what's wild so, is Brian. You, you know um, what I found shocking, right? Uh, kind of landing here in the Dominican, right? There's, I'm not going to say there's lawlessness. There's not lawlessness. It's not unlike anywhere in South Africa that I used to live and grew up in. But it's certain things that remind you of what things used to be like yeah you just kind of chuckle at and one of those things and you're gonna laugh at this but one of those things that reminds me is i found this pack of ibuprofen okay and they just happen to be laying around the house um as one does with little kids around but that's neither here nor there right 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 right, but, right. um <clears throat> so brian if you were to say, like, I have a big migraine, what what sort of dose in milligrams? And I mean, you don't have to be that close, but what sort of dose in milligrams would you say of ibuprofen are you taking in that scenario? Um, first off, I feel like you're playing with the package really close to the microphone, and I can hear it. Pretty... I, I might be. Sorry. Yep, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you're not on your regular mic, so I will forgive it. I know it's weird, uh, but so ibuprofen and I have a long history. When I broke my ankle, that was the strongest uh, painkiller that I would take. 
Okay. And uh, I think the most I ever took was 1,200 milligrams of ibuprofen. Okay. Um, and how many how many pills was that? I think Do you six, recall? I think it was six pills. So it was 200 milligrams okay. each. That seems that seems about right. Yeah. That's average. normally what they what they milligram them at. Yeah. Um, in the states. So, Brian, color me shocked. Oh no. When I found this package. Oh no. And the back of them said 600 milligrams <laughs> per pill, Brian. <laughs> so, let me tell you, in the Dominican when they say they take ibuprofen for a headache, they're not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I take two ibuprofen. You mean six, bitch? <laughs> I take two ibuprofen. You fucking take a handful, is what it is. You do. You've taken a handful of ibuprofen. So no that's that's wild as hell. <laughs> I think you need to bring some of those back because I could really use a straight shot. I don't need a fucking. I don't need a mouthful of pills. I just need one to get me where I'm going here. There's, no one needs to be messing around with the 200 milligram ibuprofen. Shit, no. Hey, like, you why know, are we doing this? Honestly, when I take, uh, when I buy Tylenol, I buy the Tylenol arthritis strength because they're like 650 milligrams or something like that. Oof. Yeah, they are. And Oof. I take two of those bad boys and we go to town. It's fun. Well, so, so another fun story. And again, this is in a country where the FDA is not. Virtually not existent. Well, I was going to ask that. How accurate uh, is that measurement of ibuprofen if the regulatory commission it's, is? It's actually most likely very accurate because a okay. lot of these drugs come from Puerto Rico. Okay. They're just not regulated in the way that they should be. So when you buy ibuprofen, you're buying like American prescription level yeah. ibuprofen for a fever. And they're like, yeah, it'll knock your fever out. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it'll knock your fever and you out. Yeah. You'll both be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might need a new liver, but take this. So um, anyway, so it, what I found really funny is that you also have to be very – well, I didn't find this funny. Yeah. I found this more so. If you do happen to go to a drugstore in um, another country, but more so like countries where you're, you're kind of – Prescription drug laws are not quite as heavily enforced They're as more they are lenient. In, in the U.S. Um, what you're going to want to do is definitely take your cell phone with, hopefully have internet coverage, oh, and yeah. type in some of the ingredients because some <laughs> of the stuff they sell. Okay, so do you remember, Brian, when you took that weight loss thing in college? Uh, um, in high school, yes. Finfin? Yeah, I took uh, – Okay, yeah. so – they still sell fin fin here, like actively oh. on a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> it's not even. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> so, so when, when when Dominican baseball players get in trouble, I absolutely understand because they're probably like, I have a fever, and they're like, Yeah, well, take this. This is six hundred milligram ibuprofen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What else are you giving? What else are you giving people that they don't actually fully know the ingredients? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a Tylenol. No, 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 no. Actually, what that is is an anabolic steroid-inducing, non-allergy-dependent version <laughs> of ibuprofen or something. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like this pill, some extensive description with This is just a normal, the ingredients. a normal allergy pill. Don't worry about it. You know, it'll, uh, it'll cure up seasonal allergies. Also, it'll increase your bench by about 30, 40%. So that's good all around. Side effect. 
Yeah, side Simple effects, side effect. benefit, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're that's what we're here for. God, it'd be great I, to be a pharmacist. Listen, You're just mixing shit up. So, let me tell you, the ibuprofen uh, proper use protocol from the Mayo Clinic says for a higher fever, you want to dose 10 milligrams per kilogram. Okay? What? So if I'm having a migraine at my size, I need a half of that pill. Right? No, sorry. I need three quarters of that pill. Yeah. But very few people are going to run around and go, yeah, let me pop three of those. So, <laughs> but they, yeah, they sell them in packs where you can sit there and be like, oh, I need three ibuprofen. No wonder you feel phenomenal. Um, it's no doubt. So, yeah, I kind of found that funny. But other than that, dude, like this country is so awesome. They let you through your um, customs. Yeah. So easily. Like, they did away with the whole buying the tourist visa thing. Oh, the ten dollar uh, cover charge that they yeah. charge you. <laughs> the country, the country had a ten dollar cover charge. That's what it was. Yeah. They were just it like, was. "You want to come in? Yeah, it's ten a piece, man. I don't know." And they like looked over to the side to see who was standing in line behind yeah. you. You slid them a ten you spot, gotta, and they're like, "All right." You've got to wonder how much of that money just fucking disappeared, right? Like, yeah. Oh, this is an all-cash business only? Really? Okay, yeah. So I could just say 10 of these people didn't show up today and I made 100 US dollars. Right. What are they fucking doing the clicks on the old passport stamp? I think not. No, no I think. one is. That's <laughs> hilarious. Is. What, if, what if the whole time it was only like, it was there was no charge at all and they were just like, these fucking signs are all hand-printed. Who the hell did this? Like Michael, you know, Brian, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to get some money. Imagine a world where everything was on the up and up, actually. Right? You just now, feel, now you just feel bad, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, we took away this livelihood. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> we were using that to fill potholes and stuff. This is just ridiculous. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Hey. So, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No. So what I was gonna say is like every time we go through customs here i always dread the fact that like okay the easiest part of the trip is now over because now we got to go back oh. and go through customs in miami or in atlanta or whatever they fucking um, don't re don't stop till they reach oh. the back of your teeth they fucking yeah, dig yeah. in deep so you know we we'll see how the trip back goes hopefully it's better than in past years I was going to say, is it worse at holiday time? Because when we went in the like oh, over Memorial Day weekend, there was a lot of questions, and Mrs. Bryan just caves under pressure. She admits to shit that she didn't. She's like, we got, we have drugs. I'm like, we don't have drugs. Well, she's like, alcohol is a drug, Brian. I'm like, okay, all right. We've, oh my God. <laughs> we've gotten Mama Juana, and then the customs agents just ask questions. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> really? God she told it. them you had Mama Juana? Yes. Yes. She oh was like, God. Did you? Did you what happened? <laughs> yeah, Dude. Did you pick this bark on your own, Mr. Brian? Yeah, exactly. No, I did not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So like they they call you know we they call us up to the like customs counter or whatever because we've been waiting in line this whole time like we're trying to hurry through Miami like the customs line because we have a pretty tight turnaround to catch our connecting flight to Dallas so we're like okay a little nervous let's get this shit underway let's go we get to the counter the dude's like y'all have anything to declare I 
straight away, no, absolutely not. We have fucking nothing in the bags. <laughs> like, we've made it this far. You clearly know that we don't have anything in the fucking bags. We're good. The dude goes, okay. And he goes, well, I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> She's like, oh, uh, we have Hold Mama Juana. What you meant was Mrs. Oh, Bryant. Whatever. <laughs> She's like, we have Mama Juana. And I was like, fuck me. Whatever. She And the dude's like, what is that? I go, it's a... It's like a mixed liquor thing with uh, roots and spices added in the bottle. And he's like, how big is it? How much alcohol is in there? I'm like, it's like a 200 milliliter <laughs> bottle. He's like, oh, anything else? No, there's absolutely nothing else. And I'm looking at my wife, like giving her, staring through her of just, there is nothing more in any of our bags. Even if there were, we don't need to have this conversation with this man. He's like, hmm. All right, bags over here, whatever the like whatever the next procedures are. And like we get step away from the counter and I look at her, I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" Like we were fine. Like are you just ratting shit out right now. She's like She's like, "My dad always told me, you just tell the truth and there won't be any problems." I was like, "You're fuck your dad's <laughs> fucking lying to you. Your dad is lying." <laughs> like that is that is cop talk. That's what cops say. That's some cop shit right there. You don't fucking. What are we doing? <laughs> Tell the fucking police everything. What are we? So black and white, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, first off, we don't have anything that is against any law. Like, there's no. We're not fucking breaking any rules. That's what. He, like, we're not even bending the rules. He doesn't need to know about any of that shit. She's like, I have an airport story. Oh, oh for, sorry. Real quick, we get to the next station and we have to like scan our passports. I guess that's like a thing that we had to do, and it was yeah. like a digital, like a for, it was like a for our boarding passes or whatever for the connecting flight. They won't let you print the boarding passes until you check through customs or okay. whatever the hell. So I scan my passport, boarding pass prints out, lickety split, like there is no issue. Mrs. Brian lays her passport down. Bing! Red lights fucking go off. Like, literally flashing on the screen. I was like, shit, she's a terrorist, and I even fucking know it. This is great. <laughs> like, I got a story now. <laughs> they come rushing over to her, and they're, like, asking her all these questions. I'm trying to get, like, earshot of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and it turns out, when they printed her passport, they printed our last name. It was two letters, space, the rest of my name, uh, the rest of the last name. And when it looks on that, when you look at it on the passport, it looks correct. But when you look at it like in depth, looking for the error, you see it there. And apparently, those little scanners that they have for the passport are good enough to pick up spacing in the fucking names. It was ridiculous. Whoa. That's crazy. the Brian. What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Sorry. What's your What's your airport story, Villem? Villem. Also, thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, not that interesting, I guess. That, that was way more interesting. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'll pass now. Villem's <laughs> like, no big deal. I mean, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, I saved a lady's life on an airplane one time. It was no big deal, I guess. No, I don't wish, actually. <laughs> um, no, I had a project for a class that was like electronic stuff. And I had it all breadboarded out. And it, like, oh, it was, nice. It was like a... Part of it, it had like a timer or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but like, I had some seven segment display on there, and like, and I was like, but I and I couldn't like put it in a bag or anything because you have to put your electronics, you know, through. And uh, so on the way, I was like super nervous, like the whole like the whole time I'm going through TSA. On the way out, they were shit. 
like yeah. we were flying to Miami and they just didn't even they were just like okay go ahead and but on the way back some other country <laughs> yeah they're like I hey, fucking get out of here you crazy kid yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Explain what it does. <laughs> like it's function. So I had to like do that, and then I like I had to show them like the assignment sheet, and then they swabbed it for explosives. Even oh, good, that's handy. Oh that checks out. You so, can turn that into your professor. Guess what? No explosives on here. Yeah, that was scary. So did so. This was not the Dominican, right, villain? <laughs> no, no, no. That, uh, this was to. Um, to Miami one time there was we went to your father-in-law's condo when he still That's right cuz I was I was I remember being like somehow informed about this either right when it was happening right after it yeah, happened we all like converged over there and uh, Yeah <laughs> the clan assembled in Miami <laughs> from all, all corners of the Midwest Anyway uh Oh, I had another actually a crazy thing happen. Well, annoying thing. A uh, in Dominican on the way out, oh, our yeah. flight was delayed because there was a bomb threat on like a Norwegian flight or something. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, landed, uh, like grounded it at uh, Santo Domingo. <laughs> it took you like six no. hours to get out of the DR, didn't it? Or <laughs> something crazy like that. <laughs> And you like it was a shit long time. It was like fucking six hours. I mean, like we got back. This we even lit. This was when we lived in Jersey City, so we got back to JFK, which is like the farthest out fucking airport, and had to take the trains all the way back to the <laughs> apartment. Like when we got off the path train in New Jersey, the sun was coming up. Fuck <laughs> like, off! Was terrible. <laughs> Oh fuck! Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! That's yeah. No I fun. I was at the the old Austrian Bergstram today, um, <laughs> checking in and going through security, <clears throat> and I made the I guess fatal mistake of bringing a laser tag set as a carry on. <laughs> um, so get out of so here with your lady, Christmas presents, okay, asshole. So they, yeah, so they scan it, right, which is fine. And this lady goes, yeah. And, and I even took it out of the bag. I told the guy at the beginning. I was like, hey, there's a laser tag sitting there. Do you think I should take it out? And he goes, well, if it kind of looks like a gun, you should take it out. Like, you'll be fine, though. Like, don't worry about it. Everybody on the ground. Just shoots Frank twice in the leg. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I take this thing out, and I put it through the scanner. And this bitch comes up. Okay, she carries the set over, and she goes, "Have you seen how much this looks like a gun?" <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Oh, I really God. appreciate the observation. Okay, yeah. So I look at it and I go, "Yeah, but you can see all the circuit board in there, and the battery spot. I mean, it looks like a gun, but it also looks like a toy." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, that's what they want you to that's think." Not that did not go over well. So <laughs> Frank got so she, teased. I understand, but why don't you open it for us? And I luckily had kept all of the shrink wrap around it because I think if I didn't, they would have tossed it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I kept all the shrink wrap around it. I open it up. She opens it up. And initially she goes, 
can you remove those uh, those two uh, weapons? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking laser tag guns, fine. So I pop them out, and I put them to the side, and she swabs them for explosives and whatnot. And had I not opened my goddamn mouth, that would have been it. But I said, oh, there are two more underneath. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's a set of four. It's a set of four, okay? <laughs> and, and again... Mrs. Brian knows honesty is the best policy. So I said, there's a, there's actually four in there. And she goes, Oh, I didn't see the other two. And I was like, yeah, well it's, it's a kid's toy. Like they pack it there. The other two are underneath. So she swabbed those. And then she took them over to what was the distracted TSA agent and an Austin PD officer who couldn't give a shit less. And they looked at him and they're like, yeah, those are clearly kids' toy guns. (laughs) 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 She brought him back and she was like, we normally don't let these go. Any contraband that looks like this, we don't let go. But um, it is Christmas, so we understand. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, just don't whip these out on the plane. And I go, yeah, that'd be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fucking child. Yeah, no, I got it. I really appreciate yeah. you thinking yeah. of me. I think I can contain my excitement for six hours. Thank you. Uh, um, you hear the the, <laughs> the pilot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are on a slight delay. We will be circling around Miami International Airport. Uh, please uh, remain in your seat. Pointer in the aisle. Um, <laughs> no, it's, can you tackle him so I can shoot him? No, it's please remain in your seats. Um, except for Frank and his friends, they will be back playing laser tag until we mm-hmm. approach for final. Um, please, again, please do not distract from Frank having fun with his super cool friends playing laser tag in the cockpit. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for flying Southwest Airlines. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my god that i frank I, that honestly makes me like when she said just don't whip him out on the flight i was gonna be like it, 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 my mind was more like yeah and i also don't fucking whip my dick out <laughs> yeah like, probably good you didn't say that <laughs> <coughs> didn't say that yeah um definitely how i felt though so it was a good time man i mean the flight uneventful like i said except for a couple of pointed hilarious moments that yeah did everybody clap when you landed again (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god we didn't think it was possible oh my god they're like 50 50 (laughs) right single time (laughs) (laughs) you know so I've, i've learned that the clapping because a lot of dominicans actually like live outside of the country right because there aren't a ton of well-paying jobs here they're they clap because they're happy to be home is kind of the the whole deal uh, yeah i get that i totally get that yeah so as a as a country they're like very excited to be home and everybody yeah so it's 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 got it's got some meaning to it but it's still kind of if you come here for the first time, but it's I another like joke about like their surprise. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we made it again. <laughs> and they like, say it couldn't you, be done. Pilot, you pilot, you find this island just like Columbus did the first time. <laughs> complete air, complete accident. <laughs> yeah, complete ac- We're gonna go to Santo Domingo today, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We may. We may land in uh, Port-au-Prince. Boo! Boo! Okay. All right. Burn it it. to the ground. Okay. All right, everybody. 
Let's just take it easy back there. <laughs> I know where we're going. Where the fuck are we going? I really have no idea. Is it? <laughs> is it still there? I don't fucking know. Should it be? Yes. Yes. As long as they have Presidente, they're good in my eyes. They're fine. That's really how it works. So, um, Willem, I don't think we ever got to what you're drinking tonight. Oh, now we, we just kind of... You guys were talking, and then it got to a point where I had been here for well, so Well, there's long. no need to recap the whole cast, Willem. What are you drinking? Before the conversation is on. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I'm drinking a Abita Christmas Ale. Oh, all right. Right on, right on. <laughs> um. <laughs> right on, right on, right on there. Drink. It's, uh, it's, it's all right. It's a taste fine but it i wouldn't say it's like a christmas anything frankly like it's just when they call christmas ales uh those are typically uh english ales that are a little maltier and they use some spices that are typically found in holiday treats like clove nutmeg vanilla cinnamon and some breweries tend to err on the side of caution and don't put a whole weakness. lot of spices. And weakness. I call that weakness. Until you get a hold of somebody who's like, oh, fuck, we want to add cloves. And they just dump the entire jar in. See, like, the, mm-hmm. I don't know. This, this I, don't, I didn't read the bottle. Maybe it's supposed to be spice. But this does not taste spice to me. And maybe my taste buds are just, like, blown out or something. Well, you but... have been smoking Marlboro Red shorts for, like, what, 20 years now? So that <laughs> yeah. really could have effect. Uh, <laughs> You guys ever smoke a cigarette? Like it makes you want to vomit. Frank, you realize you are click clacking away like a real, a real biggity bitch right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that microphone is directional as shit. It is. <laughs> Y'all keep keep chatting. Hold on. Okay. Change something. All right. I, I will keep chatting, Frank. I, yeah, I will as well. So, oh, he's just gone now. He just left. <laughs> I completely left the call. <laughs> Villem, you missed it. Uh, this is our fir- our second recording. Our first recording. We got a minute and thirty seconds in, and Frank was like, "The internet down here in the DR is so good." They like people talk trash so bad on the, and it just dead. It just went dead. <laughs> I was like, "Oh god damn it!" <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, That's but, um, I don't know if you get it up there because Abita is kind of finicky about their limited release beers, but they have a beer called Office Party, and it's a milk stout. It's like six percent, I think. Um, but they make it with vanilla, cacao nibs, and something else. Uh, but it's really, really, really good. Um, okay. so they do some cool stuff. They're Seasonal releases are okay. Like you describing Christmas beer or the Christmas ale the way you did yeah. is pro is really accurate. It is. I mean, when you say when you hear somebody say middle of the road, you think of a beer that doesn't move the needle at all. This yeah. that beer, in my opinion, is below that. It do, it definitely doesn't move the needle. There's nothing wrong with it. It just right. doesn't. There's nothing really there and special about uh, it. Yeah, it's like any other. I could. You know, I wouldn't be able to pick it out of a lineup. If you thing. if you get the opportunity, I don't know if RAR gets their winter warmer up there. It's in a blue can. That one you should try. It is really legitimately good. I think we get. I think we get that. That's how I feel like I've seen that. Um, and it's usually I means RAR, so it's fairly inexpensive. Probably like yeah. eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine a six pack. So cool. Yeah, but, check it out. Uh, the really limited stuff from Abita has been actually like surprisingly good 
Like they have a bourbon barrel stout that they do, which huh. is pretty solid. And then if you ever had the chance to drink Andy Gator, it's a Doppelbach from Abita. That was the only Abita beer I drank while in New Orleans over the summer. That shit was so fucking good. <laughs> that sounds like pretty heavy, isn't it, for summer? Doppelbach? No. So uh, remember, uh, Doppel is just a double Bach. So it's about 7% alcohol, and it's a, it, a Hellesbach is another name for it, or Maybach. So Maybach. all these... All these things are are ex- like the car. <laughs> no, no, Maybach is in like the German spelling, not Maybach is in like the French German spelling. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybach, M A. Oh, like my back. Like yes, my, back. my 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 back. No, Maybach is in uh, M A I. So the month of May. Frank, did you literally just call in? <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm I'm trying to fix the audio. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, this is this is how our our conversation started before we started recording. I was like, "You sound a little tinny." I mean, it's like 1994. You're reporting what the bombing is like at the moment. It was sounding really good when I was like, "This is the first time." There it's it is. Like, there, you're there. back. Yeah, you're back. How did you know? His headphones. Uh, it sounds different in my headset too. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, their Andy Gator is fucking great. You just got to think, basically, a Maybach is like a double Pilsner, except way better made. It's very, very good. They love Gators. This uh, this label is Santa in a sleigh, but then instead of the reindeer pulling him across the sky, it's two Gators. I mean, they don't have shit else in the world. They got homeless people. They got a lot of fucking homeless people. They do. Everywhere, everywhere has a lot of homeless people. Look around. Yeah. There's a bridge in New Orleans where they literally... Austin, the homeless people are all fucking over the place. They are. They They are. are. But I will tell you, there is a specific spot where HDTV goes to (laughs) um, record the Fix Your Tent classics, and that is New Orleans. Yeah. That is not... Frank was about to become uh, king of the tents under the bridges, but we had to talk him out of it. He was going to make a deal with our Uber driver that the Uber driver was going to pay him $10,000 to live in a tent over the weekend. It was a whole thing. This old tent classics. This old tent? (laughs) It's a show on PBS. Frank's just (laughs) painting a fucking tent wall. Like an asshole. Uh, the red, the the red green show, but for actual living. <laughs> oh my god, the red green show. It's, Talk about life hacks. Fuck it. No, this is how we live, buddy. Build a boat out of duct tape. Naked in I'm a fountain. My house. I'm building my house out of duct tape. Here you go, Frank. It's so amateur hour. Last year. Naked in a fountain and afraid. That's what the new show is. Naked. Naked, yeah, <laughs> naked near uh, near shitty fried dough and afraid. Oh, that's no. <laughs> beignet and afraid. All right, anyway, yeah. uh, Frank, are you, are you drinking anything different, Frank? I am. What are you drinking? Um, I, I'm having this cine, but here's the here's the fear I've got, Brian. Here's so the rub. The... They they clearly make their caps out of metal. Oh. Not aluminum. Is it rusted? Yes. Yeah. That actually. So keep in mind, is it rusted under the actual middle of the cap? Like, um, I no. That's wax covered. Yeah. So it's just it's around the outside. edges, right? So keep in but mind, it was creeping. It was creeping in. So, so keep, I feel like I'm doing everybody a favor by drinking this. 
right? Keep in mind, uh, humidity rocks the shit out of bottle caps. Doesn't matter how, what they're yeah. made out of, they'll fucking they'll rust. I opened up yeah. a a prairie bomb one time that had been aging for like two three years. It was one of they first started doing the wax dip prairie bombs, and uh, opened one up, and the entire cap was rusted, the entire thing. And so wouldn't the wax keep the moisture out? That's kind of weird, honestly. So uh, it's funny you bring that up. So wax dipping technically does not do anything to a bottle. It doesn't seal it any better than the actual cap seal does. That makes sense. Otherwise, it, you'd have a problem with wax getting into the beer. Exactly. It, it, it does absolutely nothing different other than piss off the drinker trying to get into the goddamn bottle. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's weird. Uh, Sierra Nevada did a, a study over it. Sierra Nevada does a lot of really good oxidation work. Because they actually work with UC Davis, and if Derek were here, wow. he'd mm-hmm. back us up on that. But they That's do. Cool. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Derek's professorship here. Okay, um, but they do a lot of uh, good work with oxidation and what exactly causes it, what reduces it, and they get to the bottom of it. UC Davis is the reason that Sierra Nevada switched from twist-off caps about five years ago, um, because Sierra was like, we don't have any oxidation issues with twist-off caps. There's nothing. And then UC Davis did a study. They were like, listen, you might not see it, but your distribution, like that you send to Australia, that you send to England, they're seeing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they are like, all right. So they did pry-off caps only. Because the level so, that Sierra was looking for was way below, like a threshold way higher than uh, something that would affect long-term shipments. Brian, where do you go to find out about this stuff? Where do you like read this stuff? So I read uh, different like uh, new like beer news articles from different beer and brewing websites. Uh, okay. Brew Your Own Magazine, um, the Zymergy Magazine is a real good source. American Homebrewers Association; those are all real good sources. But I also listen to a lot of beer and brewing podcasts. Okay. Um, there's some legit ones out there and if you're into brewing there's a uh, even more uh relevant like beer and brewing information out there that's being put out regularly so huh. brian yes um just quickly uh you know what else uc davis is famous for what's that um the extinction of the bell bottom gene it was a big battle between them and uc berkeley right what? okay way back in the day just fun facts. Um, additionally, you said something the other night about a beer being past its due date and having a sweet flavor to it. Yeah, that was the... Um, oh, fuck. Whatever it was. Shit. So I'm having a blonde Ballantine. right now. Yes. That, that is very sweet. And I've never had a sweet blonde um, I feel as though this beer might be beyond it's what it's meant to be drank yet. It's two years old. Ah, uh, yeah. What's the ABV of it? Seven. Yeah. So, two years old. I'm Where gonna... did you get a beer that's two years old? He's in the DR, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. So In the fridge. He just <laughs> that's said, hilarious. Like, really can't get to the back of the fridge. Yeah. It was... So, you got to think. There's a couple things... Uh, at play here when those beers arrive from if they came straight from Belgium I'm going to be honest it's probably pretty unlikely that it came straight from Belgium it probably made 
it probably made at least one stop along the way. Um, so you well, got to think it's okay. So it came airmail from from Belgium directly in three days after after it was brewed and bottled. It came. It did not do that. Okay, so it has set for minimum eighteen months in the DR, right? Yeah. Uh, even if it spent all eighteen months in the refrigerator at your family's house there. Mm-hmm. Um, a Belgian blonde really doesn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> There's the beer is supposed to be consumed fresh, even at seven percent alcohol. It's not going to preserve any flavors because there's not a whole lot of flavors to preserve. The flavors that come out of that beer are very phenolic, so they're yeast driven, and they may come from some hops, but the hops are typically aged. And if it's a traditional Belgian brewery, they are aged hops or really, really low alpha acid hops, so they're not going to produce a whole lot of aromas or flavors. So, uh, what happens when you have an old beer like that that doesn't have a whole lot of other flavors coming out of it? The only flavors you get out of it are malt and yeast. Well, malt, what happens with malt when it sits for too long in a beer? It's this thing called malt shift. And mm. it shifts from being a bright, uh, a bright, flavorful, like uh, a pleasant experience to this sweet, cardboardy experience. Also, when you said that it's got. Uh, bit of rust under the cap that's you're, you're correct in saying that that's probably a, 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 a like number one, like uh, something's up here uh, because you could have a lot more oxidation under that cap. Who knows? It could have been banged up in shipment. It could have been clipped when putting into the cart at the grocery store could have been dinged when somebody pulled out the ketchup over the last 18 months in the refrigerator. Hope you have your tetanus shot, Frank. Yeah, welcome to welcome to fucking lockjaw, bitch. Like, wow. <laughs> no, uh, he's like got a cold sweating. Right yeah. When's your last T-dap shot, Frank? You need your tetanus well, diphtheria and you know when my tetanus shot was last updated, Bill. You don't need to ask. Oh yeah, when he went to that podunk oh, ass yeah, my bachelor party. So you're you're good. Less than two years. Yep, I'm good for now. Um, but that's probably where that sweetness is coming from. The malt shift that happened from sitting in the bottle. Also oxidation could kill any other flavors in that beer and really accentuate the sweetness that is associated with oxidation with the ABV being that high. You may not pick up on any wet cardboard or, um, uh, like papery flavors in the beer. So yeah, it, I'm kind of bummed that it's not more vibrant and lively. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad beer. It's just quite sweet. It's that's just all. two years old. Yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> it's not a bad it's beer. It's just two years old. Villain with the goddamn that's voice of reason. An accurate statement. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'd Frank. Say, oh, god. It's two years old. That's the problem. Brian, you've done one of these uh, episodes where you go through a bunch of like really old, way past their prime beers, and oh yeah, tell us what you think of them. Oh yeah, I, that's. That's how I live my life, though, Villain. Like, just drink some old shit that no one else wants to drink. I'm like, this is terrible. Yep, this is pretty bad. Uh, I've had like three beers in all the cellaring that I've had that I'm like, this is better than it was fresh. This is way better than it was fresh. And that's it. Three beers. That's it. Now, they're, some of them are different tasting, and they're kind of unique and very interesting, but I'm not going to say yeah. that aging a beer for five years makes it taste better than... <laughs> Than fresh, which is why I'm interested to do my 120 minute vertical. I think that will be very fun to do to see how the flavors change. 
vertical? Yeah. Uh, when you take beers that are released annually and you save them and then you drink them in succession. So I've got oh, okay. those like eight uh, Dogfish Head IPA, 120 minute IPAs from the last five years. And just crack each one of those open next to each other and see how they and taste. Pair them. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Frank, it's interesting that you said that it's sweet, that you're drinking something sweet tonight because I too am drinking something sweet now. I, what is uh, sweetness? my sweetness actually comes in the, uh, whiskey form. I am drinking Balcones baby blue this wow. evening. So Bal- corn whiskey. Yeah. So Balcones out of, uh, Waco, Texas, rape capital of the world. Um, <laughs> I can say that because that judge is a fucking asshole down there and let that one dude off on like three rape charges. Holy shit. No issues. Anyway, uh, Balcones, these people, awesome individuals. Pretty sure they haven't raped anyone, so we're good there. Balcones makes this, <laughs> makes this whiskey called Baby Blue. And it is a, it's a corn whiskey, so that means it is 100% corn mash. It is aged for at least six months on oak. And notice it doesn't say fr- like new oak. So it's just oak. This, what, what, what is new oak? New oak is what uh, American bourbon has to be, like, to be classified as bourbon, has to be new, new oak. New oak aged barrels. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I think at least two years, three years. <coughs> this part where Derek was here, he can be like, yeah, dummy. Anyway. There's a really cool doc on Netflix about that, by the way. Bourbon. Yes. Also on YouTubes. Anyway, <clears throat> they posted it up over there, too. Um, this baby blue is actually really, really, it's it's wild. It smells extremely unique, and then it tastes even more unique. Like, it smells almost like a scotch, uh, like a single malt, and then it's got that kind of, like, buttery aroma to it. And then the flavor on it is just this, like, sweet, I don't know. It's like they distilled Miller High Life. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> it's fuck. It's a trip. That's weird. Really good, though. Like, really, really good. I didn't think I would like this, but... Um, this is the cheapest, and obviously this is also a little tiny bottle. Yeah. Um, this is the cheapest uh, whiskey they produce. I want to say it's like $34 for a 750 milliliter bottle. So by no means is it budget friendly, but this is actually really tasty. Uh, it really it makes me want to taste the other one that I got from them, also in a small bottle, the Texas Single Malt Whiskey. They did a pot distillation of a single malt. So... And it aged 22 huh. months in oak. So, hmm. kind of excited about that. Coming in at 106 proof. Might wait to oh, have that shit. with uh, D-Rise on the cast. Anyway. Sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard, I've heard really good things about Balcones and their stuff outside of Brimstone. I've heard Balcones Brimstone is just... Uh, it's a painful experience. People people do not enjoy that whiskey. Hmm. Because it's like a smoked malt Texas bourbon or something like that. It's just like a miserable... It's just too much. Yeah, it's over the top. Well, you've had... I mean, I feel the same way about Garrison Brothers. Like, people really like that single malt bourbon or whatever. Oh, they're, they do... So they got their whiskey this year, uh, Cowboy... Or Cowboy Up, one of the two. I don't know if it's single malt or just their straight Texas bourbon that they do uh, extra aged on. Or like double oaked on, something like that. 
Uh, that won like best whiskey in America or like top five whiskeys in America this year. Hmm. Yeah. You know what one I do I do enjoy and I saw it last time I went to Total here in in Denton. Yeah, I'm sorry. Last time I went to Total here in Denton. Denton. That's for you, Troy. Um, was Swift from down in Dripping Springs or wherever they're from? You had that bottle at your birthday. It was the Texas Single Malt. Frank. Frank. I'm thinking, hold on, sorry. Wake up, Poppy. <laughs> no, I'm listening. It's, it's oh, Swift. It had the little it Swift. It had the little ah. uh, fox on the label. Yes. So they're from Dripping Springs. There you go. They're uh they're in the total here up here in North Texas. Oh no shit? Yeah. So I'm thinking I may pick up a bottle next uh next time I have the opportunity to. <clears throat> How much are you willing to spend? Well, it, it, that's the other thing. It's only $35. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'm like, I, honestly, when I look at it, though, uh, Highland Park Valkyrie is uh, also $35. Ryan, you know how much this sells for in Austin? I imagine 40 <laughs> somewhere around there. I'm sorry, Frank, you cut out for a second. What's up? No, I said, do you know how much Swift sells for in Austin? How much? $64. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to buy a bunch That's of it serious. and retail it, resell it down there for 50 and make 10 bucks. Let's do this shit. Absolutely. It's good stuff, right. but I it, it does not sell for $32. Are you much. guys starting a side project here without without me and Parker? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. We're Talking just about whiskey. Yeah, we're what, just going to be a good whiskey podcast name. Um Oh fuck, I don't know. Uh Super Mash Bottom Brother of the Barrel. God <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to call it Super Super Mash Brothers and we're just going to Super Mash Brothers. Yeah, if I uh, If I wanted to flatter you, sure. Yeah, I, Bottom of the Barrel sounds more accurate though. <laughs> um <laughs> Just barrel aged. No, that's dumb. God damn it, Frank. The worst. Terrible one. idea. That was the <laughs> worst. No one vote for barrel aged. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we could. Oh, guys- dude, we could. We could have a whiskey and marijuana podcast and call it Pot Still. That would be great. <laughs> that would be. That would be intense. <laughs> That's like we would just call it the spins. Actually, I think the spins. <laughs> it's just the, you're the, entering the spins zone. <laughs> the logo is Parker like stumbling through your kitchen. That's all it is. <laughs> just a silhouette of Parker like falling down slowly. <laughs> Holy shit! That makes Frank, me happy. Frank. Yes. Have you seen any good movies lately? Um, you know, so I. Uh... I have not, but I did nice. see a. Hold <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> I saw a pretty damn good documentary documentary the other day from Peter Jackson. Peter World Jackson documentary. Yeah, World War One in color. Shut um, up, motherfucker! God damn it! Dead serious. I'm dead serious. He in color or colorized? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Obviously, colorized. Okay. Um, they so what he did was he took he had like this whole team of interpreters, well, really lip readers, um, 
of the time, uh, well, experts on what sound audio engineering, um, who could understand kind of what the environments would sound like with everything going on around the picture. Um, and then uh, color artists with his direction, they pieced together this documentary for BBC that was in color World War One, close as you would be able to really get it without understanding some additional factors, right? So like a bomb goes off and they make the sound um, or a tank is driving by and they make that sound. Now there could be millions of bombs going off around that you wouldn't right. know because you can't see it. So even just in that kind of what you can see moment, it sounds like hell on earth. So I think right. that's the impactful part is like understanding that you're seeing a small part of the picture and it's that impactful. Yeah. Um, really good. Absolutely recommend. You can find it on YouTube. Um, I don't think BBC is really strongly enforcing any sort of copyright because Peter Jackson did it in memory of his dad. He's not even charging people to see it. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out if you can see it. His World War One in color. Well, just do World War One Peter Jackson. I don't know that it was okay. actually called because World War One in color seems very close to World War Two in color. I can't actually recall if. Yeah, I get that. I get that. There's some other History Channel version of it. What about you, Brian? You seen any good movies lately? Um, it's a good question. I can't. Brian doesn't watch movies. No, I do watch movies. You know what? The it's not a movie. Yes, but the the we talked we've talked about nailed it on this show on this cast before. The Netflix series. I've seen it on the Netflix. I haven't watched it. So nailed it. Holiday edition is (laughs) legitimately the funniest shit I think I have seen in a long time. I was crying. My head hurt on fr- like last Friday night when uh, the missus and I watched uh, watched the yeah. whole the whole basically all but like one episode we watched. Um, there was do y'all know y'all y'all watched uh, the league right? Yeah. Okay, so do y'all know y'all know Rafi from the league? No, no, I didn't watch the league. Oh. Then I mean, I was like in and out, you know. Okay. Frank, did you watch the league long enough to get to Rafi and his storylines? Frank? R.I.P. Oh, God, Frank. What happened? Oh, shit. Both of them dropped off. Both of him? (laughs) I still see you. All right. Well, I'm still here. Obviously, I still see you. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) So, okay. So, Rafi, his name is uh, Jason... God damn it. Jason Matzokas. Matzokas. He's also the dude from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Okay, so... What character? Um, who's the... Oh, fuck. The um, crazy guy who, like... Yeah. What, Rose's uh, boyfriend slash husband... Slash ex-husband. Yeah. Sedakis? Or how do you say it? Matzokas? Matzokas? I don't know. It's not... Sedacus. There's no way that's Sedacus. Yeah, it's not. There's no way. That's it, it's no way it's Jason Sedacus. That is not him. Different person <laughs> altogether. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to ask him. Okay. Uh, 
How do you fucking pronounce that? Oh well, we'll figure it out sooner or later. Uh, it, the, the fact that he was when he was on nailed it. It was uh, he was a guest host or guest judge, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Like the shit that he was saying, he had a cameraman laughing so hard the cameraman turned bright red and was fucking crying. Like he wasn't even able to hold the camera still on a tripod. He was shaking the shit. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> Like, it, it, just a clip. Great, bring some coke. Oh, so you mean hard, hard. <laughs> <You> fucking... <laughs> sweet, 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 I, uh... Sorry, I was just trying to get to a fucking... If you didn't watch, if you didn't watch him on uh, The League, his name was... Like, his character's name was Rafi, and he was just a fucking crazy person. Like, he would carry around pocket dogs... He just pull out hot dogs out of his pockets and just eat them in the middle of a fucking scene <laughs> and shit. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, if you haven't watched, that's that's the shit that I watch. I haven't watched. What was it called? Nailed it. Nailed it. Holiday edition. Okay. I mean edition, cool. but edition. Wait, so holiday edition itself has a bunch of episodes? Yeah, it's got like six or eight episodes, something like that. Oh shit! It's a, interesting. Oh god, sorry. That is loud as hell. My bad, y'all. I could watch her walk out of a room for hours. My sister's body is bonkers. I hope you are hitting that. You know what? I have an idea. Jerk off party? No. Let's do this. No. I like where this is going. Okay, put it away. Remember what I taught you. Do this, but then stab. You see stab, stab, swim, swim, stab. I'm not like the... He's talking to a child. (laughs) Swim, swim, stab. Okay, oh, you know who else he plays? He plays uh, Dennis Feinstein in Parks and Recreation. Yes, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's uh, the, <laughs> the, the cologne mogul or whatever. Yeah, total D-bag. Like. <laughs> he's a fucking ass. Yeah, that's. I think that's him in general. That's his like general yeah, personality. Yeah, that's always his uh, character. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, Willem, I keep seeing your dog poke his head up under your arm, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a cuddle bug tonight. Um, what I seen recently, Brian. Yeah. I saw what I seen. <laughs> Talking like Oklahoma now. No, it makes sense. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I saw. How was that? Set Friday, Saturday, I don't remember. It was, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um. It wasn't like it didn't feel like pandering, you know what I mean, or like just I don't know. It felt good and like well made and good acting and I don't know. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, told a good story and all that. And then we've been watching just fin- binge through the whole season, uh, first season. The last OG on Netflix is really funny. What it's the hell is Tracy? That? I came upon it. It's Tracy Morgan and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, nice. I know, right? And it's like uh, some other like hilarious people in there too. But um, good show. Great show. Totally unexpected. Just happened upon it. Like thought it looked intriguing. So I checked it out and it was like, uh, <laughs> it's one of those that just like, you know, uh, kind of catches you. <laughs> the last <laughs> like the, become invested in the story and it's good comedy, you know. So and it's, it's like, called the last OGs. The last OG singular. Oh, last OG. the last OG. 
that's hilarious. I, 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 Tracy Morgan, first off, one of the funniest fucking people ever, yeah. ever, ever. Have yeah. you? Do you know who Bert Kreischer is? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, so he's uh, he's got his own podcast. He's a stand-up comedian. He um, he got his start on Joe Rogan's podcast. Probably, I mean, like that's when I first heard of him. At least, um, okay. Our, like that was probably five years ago, six years ago, something like that. It was a long ass time ago. Shit, longer than that. It's probably seven years ago. Um, but I remember he went on and he was talking about his. Uh, he was uh, in a Russian foreign language class when he, basically the backstory even further, you know, the movie van Wilder with Ryan, whatever Ryan Reynolds, yeah, the yeah, original van Wilder. That story is the story of Burt Kreischer. Like that's his, his oh, okay. life. He, that was his life at Florida state university. And then he sold it. He sold the story and they made it into a big ass movie. Anyway. See, oh, like legit. Yeah. Legit. Legit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so he was a party animal. Uh, he went to Russia on a, like, on a in a foreign language class in a Russian foreign language class at Florida State, and then got hooked up with some Russian mobsters who called him the Machine because he drank oh. a lot. And any anyway, <laughs> uh, fucking hilarious. But when Bert Kreischer was on Joe Rogan's podcast, like the first time or maybe the second time, when he told the Machine story, and it was it's hilarious. It's like a ten minute long story, but then he made an entire comedy special out of it. Basically, that's on Showtime or one of the two, one of the like pay pay uh, networks, right? Um, but the next time he was on, he talked about his time in New York City with Tracy Morgan, and okay. and how Tracy Morgan got out of paying like a I don't know like a thirty five hundred dollar bar tab at this at this uh, club in New York city <laughs> and he got out of it by taking his shirt off and standing on top of a table <laughs> and like starting a massive fight, like just an all out brawl. They got him and his entire like crew of people kicked out of this bar. <laughs> and he's standing <laughs> like the story just goes on and on and on. And Bert, the way he tells it, he's like, and it like Tracy gets out, stands on the sidewalk. He's wearing no shirt. He's everybody's all fucked up from getting thrown out, and he looks at me and he goes, "Bert, that's how you get out of paying a bar tab." <laughs> and he just walks <laughs> off like, <laughs> like it was fucking hilarious. I goddamn, I love Tracy Morgan. He's yeah. he's a goddamn national treasure. That time that he got in trouble for uh, looking at girls on radio at a radio studio and saying, "You know, how did you like to let me get you pregnant?" is probably. My favorite pickup line anyone has ever said ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into like. It's like he doesn't even play a character. He's just like himself, and that's like it. That's what's wild about Thirty Rock. Like you can't. T- I I cannot be convinced that Alec Baldwin is not his character from Thirty Rock in real life. Yeah, yeah like same. It maybe is and Liz Lemon. Like yeah, I feel like that is Tina Fey. You're right. You're yeah, absolutely right. They just they didn't write characters. They just wrote shit for them to say they were the uh, like at least tina fey i'm pretty sure it was like you know writer of that show yeah yeah um eh, what's his name old childish gambino uh donald glover yes was a writer on that show too right that's wild as shit um villain i've i've switched drinking um i'm drinking another whiskey tonight and i wanted to cover this real quick because i don't think i've told you but i'm drinking lafroig from uh it's a it's a scotch from isla 
Wow. Um, so Smoky Petey. Um, but cool story about Lafroy. When you buy a bottle of, of Lafroy, you get the opportunity to join their fan club. And when you register uh, with their fan club and you have a bottle, you buy a bottle, you have a little code to enter on the fan club website. Okay. And that fan club uh, gives you some rights and privileges. And just yeah. to let you know, man, I um, I'm now an international real estate, and um, in, 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 I'm into international real estate development because I bought a plot of land, and they gave me a bottle of whiskey with it. That's how I'm spinning this whole thing. <laughs> so I bought a plot of land, a one, a one square foot plot of land <laughs> on the Lafroy. Just to start. On the yeah yeah, it's just to start on the Lafroy Distillery like uh, site. It's a like it's uh, in the in the area, so twelve inches by twelve inches, but it's all mine. Goes all the way up to the sky. So, I <laughs> yeah, mean, cubic out of my airspace, <laughs> cubic square feet. It's a lot, right? Like, <laughs> let's look at it that way, guys. Uh, but anytime somebody comes over, like any like Mrs. Brian's friends will come over. And I'm like, oh, you guys want some whiskey? And I'll like pour them something. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna have Lafroy. You know, it's part of my real estate development that I've got going on. You know, it's just a little some. <laughs> Starting a little empire. I'll buy enough bottles of Lafroy and I can maybe put together a few of these squares and then uh, maybe have some place to go visit. They're never contiguous, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it tells you what plot number you have. So I have, like, plot number 90,000-something. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck, that seems, that seems intense. But I'm like, well, as people... It sounds morbid, but as people die, like, I can... Uh, maybe some of those spots will open up. I can, yeah. you know, overtake and have myself a little, a little like, a little stretching out room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> get the What's up, uh, Parker. Hello, guys. Hey, buddy. Hopping on. Late. I see the uh, international cast with Frank didn't go over so hot. Yeah, I'm guessing the internet is a little sketchier than he originally let on. It was pretty good, and then he just he, like randomly just I felt, dropped and never came back. I felt like when he started fucking with it, that's when it really messed up. If he just let it go, he'd have been fine. Would have, could have, should have. He might have gotten just like kidnapped or something, though. Oh, well, he did say everybody went to sleep in the house, so he was all alone. And sweet baby Frank, he might—he's easy pickings, really. Yeah. He's a, put like a ten thousand dollar. Bounty on whoa, the white whoa, whoa. buffalo's head. <laughs> oh, they did. I thought you were talking about we do. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're not gonna put a. We're not gonna put a. You know, reward on him. You know, just yet. We got to give him some time. Let it simmer. <laughs> make, sure, um, make sure these threats are legit. How are you doing tonight? Great, thanks. How are you guys? Dandy. We are doing well. What are you drinking? Well, funny you should ask. Villain, I don't. Uh, is it, is, it is a drinking <laughs> podcast. That's like question number two. <laughs> are you there? Um, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I already had a natty daddy, Villain. I don't know if you uh, know about the awesomeness that is a twenty-five ounce natural light, eight percent alcohol. Eight <laughs> percent natty. Yeah, what I'm not fuck? even. I don't know, dude. It's like a Frankenstein natural light. Oh my god! Um, it's all there. Maybe they could it tastes like a malt strap. liquor. It is a I malt liquor. No god. Okay, well then there it is. <laughs> so it's not technically natural light, then I guess. Um. Anyways, uh, those are glorious. But now I am about to pop the top 
to Estrella Jalisco. Oh, are you going to pull the foil off the top of the can? I did, yeah. <laughs> like a goddamn I, push pop? It, that is exactly what it looks like. And now, Willem, I'm going to turn my camera back on, so bear with me. I've kind of got Dominican Republic internet here as well. but <laughs> uh, Definitely. I want to show it's you this. Dominican Republic internet. <laughs> Uh, uh, come on, come on, come on! Brian, did you turn your camera off? There it is. I, I did to try to help out Parker. Oh shit! I can't oh wow, buddy, team player. See that? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, that comes off the top like a <laughs> a push pop. Yeah, orange little push pop. Oh, the natty natty is that what you're talking about? No, that's well, the Estrella Jalisco. Oh, the Estrella, you're right? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're called Natty Daddies, dude. They're in the singles section at Quick Trip. And how much would you <laughs> guess they are priced at? Five bucks. No, sit down, <laughs> son. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, lower. <laughs> Three. Lower. Lower. <laughs> One. A little bit higher, but not much. A dollar forty-nine. Oh my god, dude! You drink two of those. Good I'm telling god. you what, son. <laughs> uh, That's irresponsible. No, it's not. It's it, 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 come on. What are we yeah, getting here? For them, really? For them. Wait, they got to go yeah. a little something to wet their beak too, Villem. Stop trying to cut in on their profits. Oh man. Um, well, I was really hoping that Frank was on because I've got this question I wanted to ask you guys well, and I, mean, I need full transparency here. Um, and this was very applicable to Frank being as I'm guessing that he didn't Elian Gonzalez his way to the DR. Um, and he actually flew. He did. We, um, did, we did discuss his, uh, flight earlier where he, he, uh, took some laser tag guns on and almost got swabbed by the TSA internally. Oh, no. Were they Christmas presents for yeah. the nephews or something? Yeah. Nephew. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Have you guys ever shit on an airplane? Um, No. I don't no. think so. I know. I'm very... No, I have not. Well, I should have known the answer for you, Willem. Yeah, I know you're... I'm pretty intense you, about it. Very particular about you where you somehow shows. have uh, the like impressive sphincter control because... And sometimes it just it's still gonna happen regardless. Of course I would like home field advantage at all times as well, but <laughs> yeah. that's in a perfect world. But uh I'm just wondering like because uh you know, I just I, I flew to Houston last week and um had uh, a couple beers, so you know, I go uh to the rear lavatory and Somebody has clearly just recently dropped a deuce. <laughs> Destroyed the bathroom? Yeah, at 35,000 feet. Dude, I hate... Uh. <laughs> I mean, they're the worst in general. They're so tiny. The whole back uh, quarter of the airplane is just <laughs> so, like straight shit. Oh, yeah. Uh. What if it like ever sprung a leak and the tank just uh, leaked shit all over your baggage? Uh, <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. The giant dirt, space turd. 
yeah. Sorry, Parker. Anyways, no, I just uh, I mean that's something else. If you, I don't, I maybe I, you know I could understand like one of those you know if you're flying from DFW to Sydney or something like that. Yeah, um, you might have to do that then. Also more well equipped for that. Right. 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 They've got more than just a half a porta potty bathroom. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like if you're if you're traveling all day, you know, maybe cross country even I don't fucking know, but like if you're if that's like your life where you're traveling a lot, like and you maybe you just ate something, like what can you do? <laughs> you have no choice. It's like I don't I can empathize with being in that situation being like oh my god i don't want to do this to anybody oh gosh that'd be terrible yeah you're right if you if you did travel all the time like for business that it's going to catch up to you one or one of those times i don't know i would just feel like such a i don't know just a terrible human (laughs) um i uh, anyways i i remember flying back from the dr actually i had a touch of disease uh for like three yeah. weeks after i got back from the dr um but i remember i did the mama want to fuck you up or something Brian? no i think i brushed my teeth and uh uh-huh. wasn't paying attention to what water i was using because i was eh. oh, okay i think that's what got me more than anything because i wasn't like deathly ill parker you were pretty close to deathly ill <laughs> on that trip were you yeah not? yeah uh, yeah, toward the end, I, man, it caught up to me. I, I definitely brought something home as well. And honestly, I'm not even exaggerating here. I don't think my gut biome has been quite the same since then. I'm not uh, uh, Parker. I'm dead serious. I'm with you 100. percent For three or four weeks after I got back from the DR, I was literally like, I was shitting four times a day. It was ridiculous. I was yeah. pooping at work. I was having to make my stops because I was on in the market. I was having to you plan. Guys, I was having to plan my you. stops to quick trips and racetracks. It was awful. Hey, can I be honest with y'all? You should no. get tested. Hold on, I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm we, serious. You can pick some. You can pick stuff up and not know. Uh, well, I've had I've had a barrage of tests done actually recently, so I'm, I think I'm solid there. But uh, yeah, no, it fucked me smooth up to the point where when I was flying out of the dr we had like an early morning flight and i was doing just fine no issue and all of a sudden it hit me that warm feeling that you get in the bottom of your tummy you're like oh yeah you're like "Uh oh like you get it's like someone lit a match behind your belly button you're like huh i think i think this is yeah you're like this is this is too familiar i don't like i don't like where this is going i've been down this road before and uh I was like, maybe I need to go to the bathroom. I'll just maybe I'll just I'll just go try. We got like an hour before the plane, you know, departs or loads or whatever. I was in there for a good forty minutes, like <laughs> off and on over the next hour. I was like just going. Oh, God, dude. It was bad. And then when I got back, like I said, it was it was rough, man. <laughs> it was there was a lot going on. That's terrible. I didn't get anything. I I, I was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I um lucky now. Was not Mrs. Bryan and, you know, her best friend stayed in the same room with me. We had everything just about the exact same. I I don't know what the hell I did, but I I pissed off somebody somehow. 
if you and Parker had like communicated, you probably could have figured out something that both of you had. I, I honestly think it was uh, brushing my teeth in the because we we were so like worried because so my mother in law works for FEMA and like <laughs> like uh, they had to do uh, like send support down for cholera outbreaks uh, in the DR and in Haiti over the year before. Okay. And she was like, you, like she, she's usually pretty, pretty conservative about like, you know, doing anything that's dangerous of any sort. And she was like, you use bottled water to brush your teeth, do anything that involves water in your mouth. No ice, no nothing, no this, no that. I was like, Oh, this is fucking intense. And, uh, the last night that we were, it was the night after Frank's wedding. Uh, or then I guess it was like, we got back to the hotel at like four o'clock in the morning after Frank's wedding. And, uh, I was so tired. Like I, I was brushing my teeth before bed and I just remember running my toothbrush under the sink and thinking like, ah, this is a bad idea. I was like, eh, fuck it. Brushed my teeth, went to bed, woke up next morning. We got on the, we got on the plane to leave. Boom. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it was fucking evacuate the dance floor, baby. We were getting the fuck out of here. It was rough, man. Parker, are you back? I don't think so. That's a, that's a hell no. Um, we are coming up on the 90-minute mark for the cast, so uh, I don't think Frank is coming back. And even if Parker comes back, I don't know. I, I don't foresee this going on for too much longer. Do what? We'll just talk to him. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out on the on the back side. Um, Villem... Are you uh are you are you taking any time off? Or are you working through the holidays? I am working <clears throat> 10 hours a day, 4 days a week uh until next well I'm not working next Monday or Tuesday obviously cuz that's Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yeah. So like four 10 hour days for the remainder of this week and then 3 days next week and then I'm off for three weeks. Nice. That's right. You're going to South Africa. That's right. Yeah. Well, Willem, I hope you uh, you you work your your work your tiny tail off the next couple of days. Yeah. Ten yeah. hour days are never fun, but you got some time off coming up, so that's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. Uh, it, it's it's. I don't know. I feel really lucky that this is the the last week of work for. For, for myself oh, and yeah. uh, I'm I don't know I'm grateful so it's it's good to have this time of year come up where you can be grateful for things like uh, short work weeks or compacted work weeks or in your case extended time off where you get to travel hell yeah so I hope uh, the listeners who uh, have enjoyed this podcast so far I hope you can find something to be very thankful for um, it doesn't have to be this time of year but when it does come up this time of year, it seems a little bit more special, to me at least. So, um, it also makes me feel a little special when you guys rate and review our podcast and we get to see what you guys really think of us. Five stars only, please. And uh, you let you let, you let us know what you think of us and the content that we put out every week. Five stars only again. Um, just, you know, tell us, explain to us in those uh, Apple Podcast reviews because it's the only place that you can review podcasts, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know any other podcast review site. Villem, do you know of any? 
none no i mean at least not that i know it has any kind of like credibility to right it. there's like ted's podcast review forum <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> just the craigslist podcast reviews is good i guess um Anyway, uh, rate, review us, and uh, make sure if you do give us a five star, just put a little something in the old review column, in the in the in the text column. Just let us know. Uh, I don't know some bullshit mundane part of your life. Really appreciate any kind words that you can spell out to us. But uh, maybe if you do that, then uh, some other people can pick up on the podcast and hear about it because it'll be suggested to them. And there'll be some real delinquents out there who are typing beer into search engines and. Uh, our shit might pop up. Who knows? Uh, anyway, we thank you each and every week for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check us out over on our social media sites at Twitter and Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. And uh, be sure to slide them DMs at either of those social media sites. Let us know what we should be drinking. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, just, you know, we like to hear from you. Big shouts to NTX underscore beer. On Twitter and Instagram, uh, he was been he was giving Frank a hard time about his uh, honeydew comments on the last cast. I love that shit, Jerry. You cracked me up, man. So uh, shout out to shout out, shout out to Jerry this week, and uh, some of our other listeners who uh, want to be active on social media. We'll give you a shout out next time, huh? How about that? So uh, for Brian here in North Texas, it's been fun. Until next time, I'm out. For Villem in Tulsa. Bye. <laughs>